Welcome to the Patient Partner Innovation Community Podcast, a podcast created to inform patients, families, and caregivers about important health transformation topics. Since the 2001 Crossing the Quality Chasm Report by the Institute of Medicine, our nation's healthcare system has recognized its need to improve quality of care by way of six important aims that make healthcare safe, efficient, effective, patient-centered, timely, and equitable. But we cannot hope to cross this chasm and achieve these aims until we make fundamental changes to the whole healthcare system. All levels of this work require dramatic improvements from the patient's experience. So this podcast is dedicated to you, the voices most underutilized resource in healthcare, our patients' voices. Welcome, and we hope you enjoy the Patient Partner Innovation Community Podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Natasha Washington, president and founder of ATW Health Solutions and sponsor for the Patient Partner Innovation Community. Follow the PPIC community online at atwhealth.com. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Patient Partner Innovation Community PPIC podcast. And I'm your host, Desiree Collins Bradley. And this week, we're going to talk about measurement. You know, it is a buzz right now. Measurement, measurement, measurement. I don't know about you, but I'm seeing it, the conversation everywhere. But I think we need to be a little bit more strategic about the way we conduct these tips and measurements. And so I thought, let me reach out to my fellow patient partner and a really good friend of mine, Janice Tuft, and she's really, really seasoned at this measurement work. So who better better to talk about this but her? So welcome, Janice. Thank you, Desiree, for having me on today. I'm excited to be here and to share on measurement. I know you asked me a while ago, and I said, let's wait a while, and I just wanted to <laughs> wait and see who else might share first, because I might be a little bit wonky for some people. And so, uh, I don't know, I could start out if you want and just share how yeah, I first yeah. got you involved. You know, why don't you introduce yourself? Because I know yeah. you very okay. well, but our listeners may not. You know, you, you're, you've made a name for yourself in this patient engagement world, but not everybody may know you. So how about you introduce yourself a little bit, tell them where you're from, you know, a little bit about you, and then we'll just dive right into the conversation. Okay, that sounds wonderful. I am, uh, I'm a born Seattleite. There's not a lot of us born native Seattleites still here, but a lot of people moving in. I love it here. I live on, you know, near the coast. It's just a mile away. I live between two beautiful mountain ranges. I'm able to ski and, you know, hike and do a lot of fun things. So that's kind of like what I really like to do is get out today. I went out and walked for about an hour uh, and so um, I'm in, I've been involved with um, like social services and I was involved with low income housing for over 10 years as an advocate and went to DC advocating for affordable housing for families and for, you know, adults, for everybody, everybody should have affordable housing. I saw, you know, I saw about, I'd say it's 2012, I really recognized that housing was getting we were coming to the bottom of the funnel. There was not a lot of stock left and we were gonna be facing serious issues around homelessness from all different groups of people. And sure enough, I was right. At that point in time, I was invited to be 
serve as a patient co-investigator on a project with Group Health that's now Kaiser Washington. And I got involved with research really knowing nothing about it. I learned as I went and we were kind of like ground zero. It was a PCORI uh, project. And our, our uh, intervention for the project was a community resource specialist. And it was so well received that it was scaled to all 26 clinics. So it's kind of like a community health worker sitting in the clinic. Now it's all virtual, but they're able to help individuals who uh, need some more assistance with social needs and or like somebody needed help with um, how to put on her, uh, her stockings, right? She couldn't put on her stockings herself. And the CRS found this little tool to put on the stockings for this lady. So it can, you know, maybe somebody's depressed, their husband has passed away or their animal and they can share with them where they could find grief classes. So anyway, from there I got involved with, I became PCORI ambassador and I've just kind of gone on into evidence work and measurement is one area of evidence work. And it was the first area um, of evidence work that I believe I got into. So, Thank you. you know, I remember when, and, and I was pretty green. I think when, when we first met, you know, I had heard a little bit about measurement, but didn't, well, I, I'm just going to be transparent. I was a little intimidated by it and it seemed a bit overwhelming. And I remember these conversations that we had and you kind of broke it down into terms that I can understand and really urged me like, Desiree, you know, get involved in this, get involved with this. This is important. And so I kind of want to get you to kind of touch on, you know, maybe, and I know some things are confidential, so please share whatever you're comfortable sharing. What type of measurement work you've been involved in? How did you feel when you first started versus now that you're kind of been in the trenches? So you can just give us a little overview about that. So I don't know if you know what ethnography is or ethnographer. An ethnographer uh, is like integrated into something. So it's like, you know, a researcher might go to a village in India to learn about how women you know, bake bread and, and, and make clothes. And so she learns about it by being an ethnographer and going in there. So basically I, what I did with research, the same thing with measurement. So what the PCORI uh, program manager at the time asked me, myself and another PCORI ambassador behind the scenes, they'd had an ask from a few measurement developers uh, if we wanted to be a part of measurement. So I knew about measurement from like housing because we have to, anything um, where you're receiving federal money or, and it could be state money, it could be just an agency money, even nonprofit, you're gonna set your own measurements and the federal government loves them. And so they have a lot of them. So I was aware of measurements and aware that the basic testing uh, that we have, uh, you know, was a measurement. Like somebody said, they've never asked me about a measurement. And I laughed. I said, did you have, were you weighed? Did they take your A1C? Did they take your blood pressure? All of those are measurements and primary care. And uh, they're actually, you know, they have to read a, reach a threshold to get paid for this. So basically I, uh, this other gal and I went on to this measurement. It was called Innovative Accelerator Project. I can talk about it. It was for CMS. I think we were really kind of ground zero and they brought us patient partners on board. It was a multi-stakeholder process with uh, Mathematica, NCQA, Brandeis, because uh, many people make measurements and then they try to have them move forward. They have to be utilized to be able to um, pass feasibility, uh, not be too burdensome. They have to 
very important uh, past scientific rigor. They're not, you have to be valid. So there's, there's kind of a checklist for certain types of measures, process measures, there's, uh, there's patient reported outcomes. Those are a little bit different. Uh, there's also meaningful measures that are different, but the quality measures, quality and safety measures pretty much are um, process or implementation. I, I'm missing the word measure, but uh, where they're going to, they, like they wanna take your A1C, they need all these uh, statistics to get paid actually. So um, anyway, we were on it for three years and it went forward and then I got invited by National Quality Forum to uh, be a part of the behavioral health, physical health integration, part of that innovative accelerator project. So normal measurements took 17 years to be developed and they still can be and implemented and validated and online. That's and a so long I time. Yeah, and that's standard. And so the Innovative Accelerator Project at the end of the three years, they were on board and states could use them, but they didn't, they're not mandated. What happened during that time was the long-term services really kicked up. There was a lot more nursing home where they felt there was really a need for those measures to go forward. So those went forward and that was the, um, of the four domains that were involved with this called the IAP, uh, the TEP that we were on, uh, the long-term services that went with National Quality Forum. Basically, I, we didn't know what we were getting into. And the other gal and I, we were like, what is this? <laughs> we, we met on the phone. Right, so we this is before we had virtual and and but the exciting thing about this is I recognized. Let me see. There was four domains: so substance use disorder, beneficiaries of complex needs, behavioral health, physical health integration. Remember, this was like two fourteen, so it was before really uh, the big. It was during the time of the national push for that and long term yeah. services. So I was able to contribute something in there in a meeting that I had learned from uh, a young homeless woman who was now a manager of a teen homeless shelter. And um, I interviewed her after I went to an opioid uh, lecture. I really didn't know what was going on with opioids, right? So yeah. I thought, well, I know she knows, right? So yeah. she taught me a lot. Like I wasn't aware that benzodiazepines and methadone taking together can create a euphoria, like if you're on heroin. So this is, and that people sell it. Like I had no idea. So I was able to share that in the SUD. I kept pushing, we need to check for benzodiazepines too. Like I, you know, I've never been prescribed them. And, uh, but I do know that we have, it's uh, people, it's a problem with people that might drink and take them or take opioids and take them. So during this time of so much stress in our United States, benzodiazepines are, uh, are widely taken. <laughs> There's a, you know, young people are taking them because there's so much anxiety in this world. So um, anyway, that went forward and it is on there. So benzodiazepine, and, and I just kind of kept pushing it, right? I yeah, said, we really yeah. should do this. Then I found out from them, I searched it. It was a PQA, uh, uh, which is a, you know, pharmaceutical quality assurance, uh, I believe, um, measurement and I contacted them and thanked them for that measure because that was a measure we were putting forward and they asked me if I wanted to be on a tap and I turned them down at the time so <laughs> that's the beginning but basically it was on the call and the other gal and I we laughed and we saw each other at the party we're like do we know what we're doing here right I mean <laughs> so uh she was a mother of a child a complex care child and it was their Medicaid uh you know Medicaid measures 
So CMS is Medicaid and Medicare. Some might be only Medicaid. I don't, you know, some, some are for all. The quality measures usually encompass all groups that are chosen, but it's a long process of deliberation when you are developing them. And if you don't understand what's being said, I suggest you write it down and then ask somebody. Hopefully you have a contact. We weren't really onboarded. We weren't onboarded. We just went into the call. But because we knew about research, I think if you understand research some, that it's much easier, right? You understand and or if you've been to executive committees type meetings before, because if you haven't, I, you know, to be honest, they might be a little bit boring for you. So, and hard to follow. But I think you make, make a good point about very practical point, meaning if you hear something you don't understand, write it down and hopefully you have someone you can reach out to, um, mentors. I think, you know, things have gotten a whole lot better from the measure developer side of ensuring that patients have what they need to be successful. But I know for us and for me personally, you know, I am one of these people that ask questions, ask questions, ask questions. And so, you know, that is a, a really good um, set of advice. So, you know, you talked about all these different things that we're measuring. And at the end of the day, do you think what we're measuring is really mattering to patients? Or do you see a room for improvement? Or what are your thoughts about, are we measuring really what matters to patients? So there's so many different types of measures, like I mentioned, and um, these really do matter, I think. I mean, from the patient-centered aspect or trauma-informed care, if you know what that is. So these are for individuals that have multiple problems, the ones that I work complex care and social needs, right? I mean, basically that's what the Innovative Accelerator Project was about, but it was about creating measurements in three years and we did it, right? So, but they weren't validated and they weren't scientifically, you know, the feasibility and burden and all that, but now they're very active and there's like, you. I've seen multiple webinars coming out. I'm so proud because I'm like, I was on that tap. But you know, we don't get any we don't get any recognition for it. But if you look it up and you go back to the tap, you can find it. So um, I just want to say that when quality measures, when you realize people think, well, you know, taking my blood pressure or did I receive prenatal care or my I can walk across the room in you know less than 30 seconds. Does this really matter? But yeah, it matters because the clinician needs to be aware or your team, your physical team, you know, your team and your caregiver, whoever you have, your, your, uh, your clinician team need to know where you're at so they're able to meet you where you're at. As far as measures that actually matter, there's something exciting happening at CMS now. So um, I'm, uh, I'm on a couple really uh, high level TEPs at the moment, technical expert panel, that's what we call uh, when you sit on a team with stakeholders and you're a part of it. Um, and, but on the other side of that, there's a group called Meaningful Measures. So the Meaningful Measures, I, was, uh, I worked with a group from Kansas City a couple of years ago because they knew I had worked with measurement. But Meaningful Measures was a call that CMS put out to all the states and basically any of the states could put forward the measures that they felt were important to their state, right? So every state could be different. So it's a little bit about kind of like the one I was on. You could create one, right? And so 
Um, we insisted that they have patient and family advisors on there. And my friend wasn't getting very far with her peer support group. And I said, well, I'll go ahead and write her and tell her I've served on this, you know, and sure enough, I got a response. So I was their consultant and I trained them for a day. But they, you know, the gal that was the head of that group felt it was way too high for them to understand. And I said, these are the basics, understanding of it though. So for them, they, uh, they were, um, you know, they were pushing forward behavioral health measures in the area of peer recovery. I'm going to say that because it's very important. Peer recovery is very special. Just like if you have a child with complex care who might need, you know, a wheelchair or oxygen or whatever, it's different than somebody who's looking to recovery, right? It's a different phase. It might be a little bit more static. And, but either group, they have to choose what matters to them. If it doesn't matter to them what their future is, if the measurement doesn't uh, measure what matters to them, right? And so we're moving right now in CMS and beyond. I'm not part of CMS, but... CMS has a big push right now for meaningful measures. And um, I know that this is really where it's going and um, value-based you know, funding and whatever. Most of that doesn't mean patient-centered care, but if you're, you know, if your goal, like my goal, I'm older and I hope to be able to walk you know, miles every day if I want to. Yeah. I live in a busy area between oh. hospitals. It's perfectly okay. I like the background. <laughs> People ask me, are you okay? <laughs> this goes on all the time. I live in between three hospitals. So um, anyway, uh, so basically in every, every person should be able to share what matters. And that's what's meaningful, right? So in, I just want to say there's something at IHI currently, the four M's, what matters, mentation, which might mean, you know, your cognition level or you know, how you perceive things, mobility, you want to measure that, and also medication. So it's important that your clinicians, whoever you have, are aware of your medication. So measurement is a slow process, like I said, the 17 years. So now what happens is some measures roll off because they're not being used anymore. They're not seen as important. They're not being utilized. And uh, so this is an opportunity for your voice to really be heard. And it's very important to have diverse voices in there, people from different yes. ethnic backgrounds and different nativity born from another country, speak another language, different socioeconomic and um, just different experiences because you bring that lived experience to the broader perspective of the tech that is usually narrow focused but, and you have to think about everybody, but you're still bringing those experiences with you. And you know, and, and I know we've had this conversation many times, oftentimes when healthcare quality improvement work as a whole, a lot of times I'm the only person, I would say minority person of color, black person on the project. And that's not okay anymore. Like we need diverse patients in this work. And at the end of the day, you know, the national, I would say national advocate pool, it's big, but it's small. So a lot of times you see the same circle of people. And if you think about it in any other industry, any other industry, 
you don't want it's it's encouraged not to have that monopoly of that same voice shaping the narrative so why is that not applied here in measurement and healthcare quality improvement so you know for those that are listening you know please share with your networks get involved reach out to us at ppic you know we can help you get involved in measurement work healthcare quality improvement work if you don't even know where to start reach out to us because we need your voices. We need your experiences. Janice, you said it beautifully well. Your experiences are different from my experiences, different from my neighbor next door. And we need all of that diversity to have those voices heard. So I I love that point. So the other thing I kind of want to ask you is, you know, we talk about this work and, and you're super seasoned, more seasoned than I am. But I'm thinking about maybe a patient that's listening to this, a community member that is listening to this podcast, and they're like, okay, I want to get involved in this measurement work, but I'm not sure how. So what advice, I would say, or tips could you give those newbies or even ones that have been in it a little while and maybe have gotten complacent? What types of advice and tips could you give our listeners for either interest or uh, I'll say rejuvenation in some measurement? I think, um, I think what's important to this is um, being curious. If you're not curious and if you don't want to make a difference some, in some manner, uh, you know, I mean, these are very specific. So you might got get on a blood pressure tap and you're like, I really want to tell people that they should walk two miles a day and stop eating salt and whatever. Yeah. But, and that's important, but you have to think of the whole United States. They don't have sidewalks. They don't live in a safe neighborhood. They don't have anything but fast food to buy in their neighborhood. And so, you know, there's bringing that voice to the table and thinking about the whole nation is important. So you have to be curious and you have to, um, I guess, enjoy diversity in the sense of, how who's on the technical expert panel because you'll be honored who you're on there with there's people that are really important on every technical and you are just as important that's the whole point of what we're trying to do now is really emphasize the fact that everybody is equally important on here and so we all have an equal voice but you might feel intimidated when you hear from that harvard professor and from that rural doctor you know in iowa that shares a story that just breaks your heart and you're like wow but you have you know you learn if you're able to enjoy other people i think that's one thing you have to you know you have to remember that i even though I don't maybe don't agree with this person, because we do have discussions and we do deliberate in the technical expert panels. And one I was on, I'm not going to get into it too much, but one measurement was rolling off because it was not being maintained by the, this is very wonky, by the measurement developer. It was very, very important measurement. And I really spoke up. I said, we can't remove this from this, this group. This is too important. And we couldn't get a hold of the people that uh, you have to continue. They have to pay to maintain it. So there's different people that are developing the measures. It could be a university. It could be an institution. It could be an agency. But they have to pay to keep it maintained, and it's not cheap. So if there's problems financially somewhere, 
it might fall off. Other people chimed in and we agreed. I don't know, I should check and see if it's still on there, but I expect it was because it was the best measure for this specific situation that uh, there wasn't anything else we could have. So I say being curious, being patient, and um, you know, as I mentioned before, write down what you don't understand because sometimes, I mean, I think we did this in the first meeting or two, we might take some time asking questions. So, you know, we had people say, is there any, do you have any questions, right? But like I said, both of us knew about research. So we kind of guessed our way through it and asked questions, but that's very important to do. And only, only join a TEP, you know, or a measurement development or endorsement that you are interested in. If you're not interested in the subject, don't do it. I also really, really, really suggest, and I see now CMS and others actually recommend it, the Rainmakers and CMS and their big documents that recently have come out, to call into a public comment period and, you know, they might be boring, go ahead, clean your house, have your phone around your neck, whatever, and listen yeah. to it. And you can provide input. And when I call into these, I'm often the only one that provides public comment. Really? So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's very rare if there's somebody else on there. You can also write it. And so people do write it. And a lot of them are like the hospitals will write it, the American Medical Association, you know, a whole bunch of others will write. These are quality measures mostly. And you can write it and you're going to be listed with everybody else and writing your comment. You know, you can see as a patient, I see this isn't working. Or as a person of color, in all honesty, I know friends that have taken this medication and they've had a lot of adverse side effects. So maybe you should go back and look at your science. They really need to hear this because this kind of thing is very true. Wow. Well, you know, the, the, the theme, I would say, across all boards is get involved, bring your voices heard. It's one thing to sit in the corner and point, right, and say, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. But until you come to the table and try to bring solutions and partner towards their solutions, the problem's not going to go anywhere. And so, you know, I try to always move in positive positivity. So hopefully, you know, you guys that are tuning in and listening, you know, be thinking about ways. And if you, again, I reiterate the offer, if you do not know where to start, reach out to us and we'll help you you know, find where your fit will be. So, you know, before we close, Janice, I want to give you a minute. Is there anything else you want to touch on? Is there something that we missed? Any last parting um, insights? Yeah, I, I do think that it is important. I mean, we are seeing, what I have found in measurement, to be honest, is the staff and even the leadership of most of the developers are individuals from diverse backgrounds. And I'm really impressed with that. I see diversity, you know, although they are all highly educated, right? Uh, but on the TEPs themselves, uh, it's not that way all the time, but we are, it's new to have patient and family and caregivers uh, perspectives on the technical expert panels. It's gonna take some years to really see the broader diversity. I also feel people become disillusioned on them because they either feel perhaps inadequate, they don't feel like their voice is being heard, uh, they might feel like they're getting cut off, but that's usually because of a time frame and they're really not getting cut off. And um, so this is, you know, we could actually have a Facebook page of, you know, like, like you have a whatever, a disease Facebook page for you know, patient family advisors in measurement, just 
you know, just for kind of, you know, for self, self-support group, right? Yeah. And so yeah. you do have the PPIC. I mean, people could, but it could be a separate one from that where people could just really talk and share because I think you need to be able to come to us that have also served on it and ask us. And I'm open to answering people's questions. So, and um, I do stay up on what is available and do mail out uh, when I see that somebody might be interested or I think somebody is good for a tap. I do reach out to people. I work with Desiree and I work with, you know, I watch NQF what's available and I will send out. So, um, well, I appreciate I that offering. You have my wheels churning, um, offering that support. And I will take that charge and try to build in some type of, whether it's a support hour, a support chat, or something um, to support our, I would say, seasoned advocates to come to kind of, I would say, transition mentor or just vent <laughs> about what is happening in the measurement space with our newbies. So, you know, right. be Let on the lookout for that. Yeah, you know, and I, and I think, I mean, yeah, yeah. that's they something need... I think we can do fairly easily within, um, within PPIC. So thank you for, for that advice. See, you know, when, when you never know what you plant the seed and gardens will grow. So, you know, hence, yeah. you know, that. So, you know, this has been a wonderful conversation, Janice. I know we could talk about this for hours as I, I'm pretty passionate as well about, about this topic. But again, you know, thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing your insights and wisdom with our listeners. Well, thank you for having me. And that would be great. We could call it measurement hour or something and just allow people in. I don't know how you could, but I think it's, I think people will, uh, you know, would, would participate because a lot of people feel this isn't patient centered and, you know, so we could talk about the different ones, meaningful measures and what's coming up too. So there are more opportunities that are coming soon. So thank Absolutely. you for having me and I appreciate PCIC and all the thank work you. you're doing. And yeah. Yeah. Well, be care. on the lookout guys. It, it, it is coming. It is coming sooner, sooner than later, a measurement hour. So it, it is coming. So we could not um, end our podcast without thanking our wonderful sponsor and partner in this work, uh, Dr. Natasha Washington from ATW Health Solutions. And as always, guys, be engaged. Make certain that you go to uh, two series. So to the number two C E E R I A S dot com um, to ensure that you're following us. We are also on all the um, social media platforms. So whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you name it. If you type in two series with the number two in front, you will locate us. So make certain that you're following our work and then spread to Desiree's point. Make certain that you are sharing that information with your friends. We can never have one too many persons um, promoting good information that drives positive outcomes. Um, and then, of course, continue to follow HW Health Solutions, and that is located at www.atwhealth.com. Follow the PPIC community online at atwhealth.com.